Welcome to the Maverick Mindset Podcast, a podcast that will explore the stories of people who have chosen to take life into their own hands, in their own way, and define what success means for them. Be prepared to be inspired, motivated, and maybe even learn something new. My name is Romeo Santos, and I'll be your host. This is the Maverick Mindset Podcast. Let's go. All right, everybody, welcome to the show. Uh, today, I'm super excited. We're meeting with a, a, a colleague and a buddy of mine. His name is John Currents. And uh, we have had the pleasure of knowing each other for a little over a year um, as we went through a transaction together. And I just had such a great uh, interaction with him that I had to have him on the show because he's a real professional and I think he's got a lot to offer. So, John, welcome to the show. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me. And uh, I'm looking forward to this, man. And it was a pleasure working with you as well. It was uh, memorable and a uh, great transaction. And um, it, it's always it's always a breath of fresh air when you uh, when you get that. So thank you very much. My pleasure. My pleasure. Well, you know, like we've talked before, the, the purpose of this show is, is we want to be able to really um, speak to the community of agents out there that really want to do a good job. And so you touched on it a little bit there, right? Like it's always a breath of fresh air because not all agents are created equal, unfortunately. And, uh, and so today what we're going to do is we're going to dive in a little bit into who you are, what drives you and, and what it is that you're doing to help drive the success that you're having in your career. So why don't we get started first with, you know, who, who is John Kearns? Tell us a little bit about who you are as the man. Yeah, the uh, the old identity question, man. Who am I? So, um, I well, I'm a father, I'm a husband and father of I got two daughters. Um, uh, live uh, live here in Annapolis, well, Severna Park, Maryland. Um, grew up in the area, but uh, uh, veteran. I'm a Navy veteran, um, and at, before or after that, I was uh, I got into Merchant Marine. I was a Merchant Marine officer for eight years, and so I guess uh, that doesn't say. Uh, exactly who I am as far as, uh, you know, your identity, but that's, that's kind of, um, I'm a man of faith. I'm a, uh, first and foremost, that's, that's what I am there. And so, um, but yeah, man, like that's, that's me in a nutshell. Awesome. Awesome. Well, first off, thank you so much for your service. We, uh, we salute you, um, uh, giving us the ability to, to live in this great country of ours and, uh, and your daughters, um, how old? Uh, one's one will be five in August and the other one just turned one. So I'm, I'm in the thick oh, of it man. right now. Oh man. I'm, I'm almost four at the end of, um, this month and then almost two at the end of July. So oh, I'm, nice. I'm right there so with you, there. man. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to get the families together, go out on the boat or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Great. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Okay. All right. So, um, what got you into real estate? So I, I had always, I, I'd had, um, I guess, not by not by choice, kind of by like just by default. I, I ended up uh, with when I was in the Navy, I bought my first home. Uh, I, I once I moved out, I, I turned it into an investment of a rental property, and I kind of messed around with that a little bit. And then my wife and I, we had um, we bought a home. She she had her own townhouse in Crofton. Um, then we moved into a house together, and then we kind of rented that out. So we had two investment properties going there, and awesome. and I've always kind of like you know, dabbled in that. And then, so, um, and then, like I said before, I was a merchant Marine officer. So I was gone a long time. Uh, I had this young family and I really wanted to be there for my, my wife and kids. And it was a great career, but it wasn't, uh, it, it's not conducive for a family, like especially doing, I was working with some military stuff and I was gone a lot. So it just was, um, this kind of like, 
suited me better um, for for our family life. Okay, so mer- Merchant Marine, for those that don't know, that that's basically working working on those those big tankers, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I was. Uh, yeah. For for you for anybody that doesn't know, it, like any any professional sailor that's not uh, it's not military um, is typically a merchant marine, unless you're like in the fishing boat fleet or any of that stuff. So sure. it could be uh, from anywhere from tugboats to tankers to uh, military vessel, like uh, civilian military vessels. So yeah. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. All right. And so we know what you did before that. Um, what was your What was your role in the Navy? I was in navigation, man. So it it, it, uh, it transitioned easy for for my next career. I was uh, ship navigation. Um, that's uh, that's what I wanted to do uh, when I enlisted in the Navy. So I grew up here in Annapolis, and I've always owned. I had boats from a little kid, little rowboats to everything, yeah. and so I just wanted to like. I, I knew I wanted to go in that direction, but I didn't know which way to go. And I was like, well, the Navy's got ships. And so that's right. what I did. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's it's a big Navy town, right? I, I love it yeah. here. You know, um, I love being out in the middle of the bay. And then you see you see the, the military vessels coming out, the Navy vessels. And I always stop and show my daughters. And she's like, can we go closer? I'm like, no, you actually can't. You're not allowed to go right, closer. Right, right. <laughs> not unless you want them to turn and shoot on you. So we're going right. to stay over That's here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, so, you know, you've been in real estate how long now? Uh, I just got to, I uh, just hit the three year, well, just over the three year mark. Yep. Congratulations. So, it's okay. been great, man. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, what do you love about real estate the most? Well, so, I mean, I, well, I mean, I, I do, I enjoy, you know, getting, getting, it's kind of cliche to say, but I, I do enjoy like getting, you know, I like the negotiation part of it and really working for people to, you know, that I did a, a really nice job and was able to serve people. I love to serve people. And okay. so that, you know, I was, I was able to get the job done professionally. Uh, I, and um, yeah, so service to people. Um, I love, you know, I love home. I love just going to see gorgeous properties and homes. And I know that's not like, uh, you know, the, the best reason. I, I don't know. But anyway, yeah. So I just, just, just checking out different homes and stuff like that. And, um, and, and mainly serving, serving people. Okay. Talk to us a little bit about your journey through those three years and where you are now. Yeah. So I had started, um, I started off, uh, on a team, on a, on a small team. Um, the team, the, the, the team lead opened up his own brokerage. And, and so I went, um, I left, we were at Keller Williams and then we had left, he opened up his own brokerage. I went with him at that point and then he could no longer be the team lead since he was the, the, the broker. And so, um, at that point, uh, there were some things that happened and, and I was like, well, I'm going to go solo. So my first year in real estate, I was, I was a solo agent. I was like, I'm going to okay. do this thing on my own. Uh, it was rough. I, I, I did it. Um, and, and the market wasn't as as hot as it was last. You know what I mean? It was not as crazy as it was last year. Sure. So I was able to kind of like maintain a pretty good pace through it all. But um, yeah, so I started off solo. Uh, then after that, I knew I wanted to get on a team. I'm, I'm a team player. I was in the military. I played team sports growing up. Mm-hmm. And I knew I wanted to be on a team. And so um, through through uh, 
friend at church. She belongs on, on the team that I'm on currently. She, I was talking to her. She was like, you should totally come to our team. And so, um, you know, and I will say that for, for new agents, I and a team's not for everybody, but if you can find a good team that, uh, that uh, is going to support you. I, I highly recommend that. I push it hard if, if you can. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we're, we're a team also. Right. And, and I think that that real estate in general doesn't really set you up to succeed coming out of the gate and, and even the brokerages with their best of intentions going it alone. So, you know, I think with anything else really, right. Like if you want to be a doctor, um, you've got to go through battery of training. If you want to be an attorney, right? Like you don't just go right out. You got to sit, you know, chair and do all sorts of legwork. So I think it's a good thing to at least get started on a team. Some people thrive and become the team leader or team owner. Some people want to be on the team for the camaraderie. But overall, uh, I find that the team environment certainly helps people to succeed quicker and at a higher level than, than when they do go it alone. Listen, I went it alone. I've been like since 20 years. There was no teams back then. And it was hard, man. I mean, it was really, really hard. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I, I, for a year, I didn't even sell a house because I felt like I had to learn so much. And now 20 years in, I'm like, no, you'll learn as you do it. Just go out and start talking to people. Right. That's right. Yeah. And that's so, and for me, you know, I, I've got a family and and I'm older now. I'm 30, I'll be 38 this year. So I, I wanted to shorten the learning curve as much as sure. possible. Um, I, you know, I got the crap beat out of me that first year. I still do, you know what I mean? But, but yeah. I, I, I needed to like shorten that learning curve and I knew getting with, and not only that, so, but I am a synergistic person and I feed off of other people's energy and, and just, and, and, you know, when, and when you're in an environment where people are, you know, you've got some, 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 some good agent, senior agent leadership and people are, are crushing it in the office, you feed off of that. And so it kind of, it helped like carry, it's helping carry me and, it creates more opportunity. I think uh, it, it has for sure. So yeah, yeah no, awesome. I, I love it. Um, what's something in, in our industry that you've seen so far now that kind of like frustrates you, you wish you could change. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the qualification process or the licensing process um, is frustrating. Well, it is. I mean, and this is coming from somebody where, where I was a merchant Marine, uh, I, that was one of the hardest tests I've ever had to take in my life. It was a, it was a series of six tests that I had to go through, not to mention two years of training. And I always mm -hmm. use this example. Um, well, not the merchant or anything, but I always use, you know, if you want to cut hair, I think in Maryland, I think it's, it's like 1500 hours uh, plus school, school plus 1500 hours, or it's like 2,500 hours without school on the job training, like an apprenticeship training to cut, to do a $20 haircut. But then for a 60 hour course, I can go out here and sell a $20 million piece of property in Maryland. Um, that's so right. That's, and, and so that's, I always think about that. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it sounds like you're talking really about the, the professionalism or lack of rather from agents that we're working with out there. Yeah, it is. Um, because anybody can like, Anybody, what do we say? Like, what's the difference between somebody with a driver's license and somebody with a real estate license? Not everybody has a, a driver's license, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so it's, it, there's, it's, it's a ton out there and it, and, it, and it gets frustrating if you're, you know, you know, when you're working with somebody on the other end who, who is, uh, who knows their stuff. And then when you're, when you're working with, um, 
somebody that's not so, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean, professional. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I hear you, man. Well, listen, you know, I, I, I've been I've been tracking since we worked uh, together, seeing your posts. We became friends and everything. And, and it looks like, you know, you're you're totally killing it in your business. What is it that's driving your business? If you had to put your finger on one thing, what's really been the biggest driver for you? For my business. So I run. So I, I my business is right now at this point is completely referral based business. Um, I don't pay for leads. At this point, um, and I'm not saying that's not for everybody, uh, but I'm, I'm a huge, along with the team, I'm also in, uh, I'm a big Buffini guy. I know you and I talked before, Brian Buffini, if you don't know yep. him, he's got a great podcast um, and, and he's a coaching business coaching program, but he had, he had, uh, he's got a model that, that really resonated with me. I'd been through two other coaching programs prior to that and they just, I wasn't feeling them. So he has a model that really resonated with me and I've been, but it's the fundamentals, man. It's, it's the calls, the notes, the pop buys. Those are the three things, the fundamentals. And like, I mean, I know we, we always seek that easy, easy button, but just getting out there prospecting lead generating. And I know you got to pick up the phone and call people and, and go meet with people and get FaceTime and, there, and it pays off. It really does. And that's, what's been yeah. the biggest driver for my business. Hundred percent. You know, Gary Keller. We're, we're with Keller Williams. Gary Keller says, um, um, "Success in real estate is simple, but it's not easy. And it's not easy because people won't do those hard things, which they really place more value in their mind than it is. And we like to talk about in our team is like, hey, don't you want to be a better friend? Like, does anybody want to be a bat, a worse friend? And of course, nobody raises their hand. And I always make a joke and I go, great, awesome. Nobody here is a, is a sociopath. Wonderful. We can move on now. But like right. nobody nobody wants to be a bad friend. And so by doing those things that you're talking about, like handwriting notes, popping by, giving a call to check on people, that's it, right? But it's time on task and it's the consistency that I think that I think happens. So I'm glad that you bring that up because, you know, I think a lot of people, they're looking for exactly what you said, the easy button. and you know, in my experience, leads are almost like a vitamin. It's a supplement that you take, but the core is already in you or in your database, if you would, right? So if you're short on iron, it's probably not that your body produces no iron, just a little short on it. So you take an iron pill, same thing with a lead. It's a supplement to your business. And I think too many people get into the, I'm not going to bother my people and I'll just go buy leads. And then I get frustrated when the leads don't convert when we know that the teams and individuals at the highest level in the industry convert at a 5% rate. So if you wanted to sell 50 homes in a year, you'd need a thousand leads. Well, that's a lot of money, especially if they're going to be good leads, right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and so, the best lead, my, my, my best, you know, what I like about referral based business, it's already, it's almost, a, you know, it's already a warm lead coming in anyway. So it's, uh, You've already got a little bit of a trust established there. You got some credibility with whoever sent it over. And I mean, to me, that's, I love it, man. It's good stuff. Yeah, for sure. So speaking of your leads and, and you mentioned some of the things that you do, what types of tools or, or what types of things do you have to help you kind of stay organized so that you can be really, um, really effective with, with your style of lead generation? <laughs> yeah. Organization. That's, um, that's not one of my stronger suits. I'll be a be perfectly honest with you. Um, I, I use, I have a CRM that I use uh, that, that keeps me on task with that. I have a, I have a notebook that I actually, I do things old school way and still write it down in, in notebook. And um, 
And, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm mainly that, but my CRM in my notebook, I, I stay in my CRM all the time and, um, and it, and it helps. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it, we always talk about like old school where there used to just be an index card. And you would have 12 months, right? January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, November, December. And you would take out the note card. And let's say it's John Kearns. And I had notes from the last time that we spoke. And I would call you and then I would just move it to the next month and move it to the next month. And you would just move them, right? I mean, listen, I've been licensed since 2001. Like there was not a CRM. We did those things. And I tell you, sometimes now, the CRM actually hides your database because they're so, if you use them, they work. If you don't use them, then your data is just hiding in there. So it's really sure. tough. So I think using a notebook, like whatever it is that you use is, is that's the ticket, right? And people always ask, what's the best CRM? The one you're going to use. The one you're going to use. That's, that's it. it. The one you're going to use. If your CRM is an Excel spreadsheet, that's your best CRM, that's buddy. That's the best one. That's right. That's right. <laughs> awesome. Um, uh, what what drives you to succeed? Uh, this is not an easy business. No. Um, well, you know, I hate to operate from a from a uh, from a fear mindset, but uh, you know, obviously, I've got a family, so I've got responsibility that I have uh, to other people, not just myself. So that's. That's one of my big drivers, but, but, you know, I, I mean, I guess we all have, we all have a sense, we all want to be great, right? I think we all have a sense of greatness in us and, and that's, and that's just me. I mean, like I, I want to be the best real estate agent that I can be. I, I take it serious. Um, but, you know, we're on a little side thing here, you know, Buffini always says that he's like, he's like, real estate's one of the business. He's like, it's one of the business when you, when you meet somebody, you say, well, what do you do? You say, well, I'm, I'm in real estate. He's like, what do you mean you're in real estate? Like, you are you? It's like being I'm in the pool. Like, like you, it's one of the easiest businesses to get out of as well. So it's like, so you know, like to me, like being immersed in it. This is my career. This, this I'm taking this serious, and I want to be the best I can be for my clients. Show up every single day because I owe that to my people. Like I owe them my hundred percent every single day, and so I think that's just what drives me. I'm not motivated. I'm not really motivated by money and, and things. I, it's just not a motivator for me, but I think, you know, I, I just like the, um, I guess the will to want to be great, man. I mean, I don't know. I, I honestly, like, hopefully that, hopefully that explains some of it, but that's kind of what it is. Yeah, man. I love that. I mean, you know, it, it's there, we all have our different why, right. Yeah. And I, I love that you shared the desire to be great. Of course, family is important in bills, right? And for the longest time, I was unsure like what my why is. And so I would say very similar thing. Well, you know, my family, I want to leave a legacy. And then the reality hit me one day. There's some ego in there. I want to be the best. You know, I played sports and I did like, I want to be the, the best daggone agent I can be. You know, I want to, I want, I want that notoriety, if you would, right? Like I want to be elite. And so I love that you actually share that honest perspective because I think it's okay. I think it's okay to have a little bit of like, I want something for me out of this too. Like, yeah, in the process, I want to be able to feed my family and give them a good life. And I want to have something that's for me that I can say, I did that. Right. 
Yeah, I, I don't think anybody on the on the face of the earth wakes up every morning and just, just they're like, well, I don't you know, I want to be not good. I mean, I maybe they do, but I don't know. Yeah, well, you're in the right circle if you're not if, if if not, but I think definitely there are. Well, maybe not that, but they don't know what they want, so they just drift along life a lot of times, you know. Um, yeah, and you know, speaking of that, like you, you've got Buffini, you've gone through coaching. It sounds like you pour into yourself to get better. What other things do you do to help you, you know, continually to improve yourself? I read. I um. I try. Every. Uh, I try to get on. Uh, not get on the, the Netflix and all that too much. Now I, I will. I will. You know, my wife and I will for leisure time just catch a show. But for the most part, I, I read. I I do a lot of. I read a lot of nonfiction. You know, um, stuff. Just different different things. Um, the go- books on negotiation. Books on making myself better because I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's the greatest thing ever. You know, I mean, developing yourself is, is huge. And I don't think there's a lot of people that don't do it. You know what I mean? And so how else am I going to be great if I'm not working on myself constantly? It's a constant work. So that's what I do. I love that. I'm, I'm listening to, um, uh, David Goggins, uh, book right now. Can't hurt me. And, um, and, and he, and he says in the book, he goes, um, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. Yeah. And, and I, and I love that, you know, and, and I was talking with somebody, um, I, I'd left real estate for about four years. And when I came back in, I came back in with a team and, and, uh, and I came back in, in, in not a sales role, but more of a leadership role. But, um, I always tell people like I got a PhD in real estate in that time. Cause these are great, great people. Shout out to Jennifer and Michael Schiff with the Schiff home team. But I was talking to somebody and, and, and I was sharing that story and then it hit me. It wasn't the time with them in the real estate part that changed me because it's been since then that my life has changed in a markedly way. It was the introduction to personal development and it was the 35 books that I listened to driving back and forth from Annapolis to Pikesville. And it was discovering Zig Ziglar and Jim Rohn and, and Tony Robbins. And it was a mindset shift in me that I think has been the biggest catalyst for, for what has helped me to get better in life. Yeah, the knowledge is great and it's necessary, but I think the mindset is the the predecessor to that, right? If you don't have the right mindset, then you're not going to pour into yourself. Would you agree? A hundred percent, man. I, that's what I, I've learned that quickly that the mindset thing, you can get caught up, you can get caught up in the news and politics and it, and it gives you such a, such a terrible outlook on life, or you could choose, you can wake up and choose something different that morning. And if you're pouring into your mind and, and, and thinking positivity and, and putting good positive stuff into your head, then, um, you know, like they say, garbage in, garbage out, but it's also, you know, on the other way too. So, yeah, no, I awesome. Agree. So three years in the business, um, where do you see your business ultimately going? Oh man. Um, I probably, I, I mean, I, I definitely think I want to, I definitely want to have my own team one day. Um, I don't know, man, the sky's the limit. I, 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 I if I, if I could tell you something, I'd, I'd probably be lying, man. But I, I just know that, uh, uh, yeah, there's an abundance out here and it's just, it's, it's ours to, to take it. So, yeah. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I think the world is an abundant place. And uh, again, that goes back to mindset. A lot of people have a very scarcity based mind and, and, and they, they get, they get worried about it. But um, I think that that's the code to really be cracked, especially in our business, any sales business really, but to understand that the world truly is abundant. The universe is abundant and anything that you ask for, if you show up as a person that you need to be, the universe is going to deliver it to you. Right. But you can't sit there and say, I want to be a millionaire. Let's just say that that's what it is that somebody wants. But then you don't do any of the things that you need to be. Right. And so I always like to tell our team, you know, all right. So you want to do X. Who's the person you have to be to achieve that? Let's start there. Right. Are you the person today that you need to be to to, to be there? And a lot of times people say, yeah, yeah, I am. I go, okay. so let's talk about who that person is. And we kind of do a reverse exercise. and, And I go, Explain to me who the person is that you think does that. And they will say, you know, some of the, well, you got to be positive and work hard and do this. Awesome. Let's nitty gritty. Let's talk about the details. What do you think that means to work hard? Is it five calls a day, 10 calls a day, 20 calls a day, 30 calls? Like, what does that really look like? And then when we really break it down, a lot of times people, their, their audio doesn't match their video, right? They say they want one thing, but they're not really willing to become the person that they need to be to have the things that they say they want. So they're really just hopeful that they get those things. They're not really committed to them. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's like your, your lead measures and your lag measures and you've got to, you've got to, it's just little battles every single day that you've got to commit to, to get the end result. And, um, you know, uh, that's I'm, I'm big on accountability too. When, you know, I'm sure when you ask your team, what, what, whatever it is, if it's five calls a day, you know, you're holding them, they're holding their feet to the fire to their goals, not right. your goals, not Romeo's goals, but it's John Currence's goals, right? And so like, that's right. That's what it is. That's you know? right. We we like to say around here, hey man, that's what you hired me for. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's right. That's yep. what you hired me for. You hired me to help keep you accountable to the things that you told me that you wanted. You that's know, right. and, and we, we tell all the time, like, you gotta track your numbers. Well, I don't like to track my numbers. Okay, cool. Then you must not really want what you say you want. Because if you don't track your numbers, like I'm going to eat, I'm going to go out and do what I need to do to, to help families, you know, buy, sell and invest in real estate. So if you do or do not succeed, it'll hurt me, but it won't actually impact me. I want you to succeed because you told me you want to succeed. And I think that's, again, you know, like people get a little bit off on there. So, you know, definitely like, being on a team, having people around you help to drive you. But I think, you know, if we could share something with our audience out there, you're probably going to have a lot of folks listening that are that are thinking about joining a team or just getting into the business or they're struggling in the business or hopefully people thriving in the business as well would be, you know, really figure out like, are you willing to do what you really need to do? And do you truly understand what those things are that you need to do? Right. A lot of people get in and I saw a great post the other day. Somebody said, uh, this might not be popular, but, and, and they went on and on about a lot of things, but they said, you know, the days of doing a cute TikTok and having somebody call you to sell their house is probably gone. <laughs> right. Oh, that's yes. I, 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 uh, no, yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> I refuse. I'm not doing, I'm not, I'm not on the TikTok. I refuse. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I mean, I, I can. I can get on there, but I don't know if I'm doing any of the dances, so I'm not going to yeah, do I the trending. So, <laughs> right. I, I was. I'm like. I'm like, man. If that's if that's what somebody like. If if, if I'm making like the biggest financial decision in my life, is do, do, am I really like making that decision based off somebody that can 
can dance well or something like come on man if that's where we're at in society we're, we're hurting <laughs> i hear you man i hear you so speaking of that man where where do you what are you seeing in the market these days yeah so i mean you know I, it's it's so what i me personally um i'm seeing i'm seeing some softening um in certain in certain areas now i the, these past two days with the interest rates jumping up as high as they are, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm sure we're going to expect something here, but I tell so homes that are priced correctly and great condition that are easy to show are flying off the shelves. But, but I think homes that, that have a little more work they need to do, uh, the buyers don't have that disposable income anymore because they're paying a higher mortgage. Um, some of those are getting they're getting uh, overlooked and um, and so you know um, yeah I mean that's to me I mean are, do you agree are you are you kind of seeing the same thing Yeah I'm I'm certainly seeing the same thing and you know um, we we talk about this at nauseum our team is probably like okay we get it you know I thought this was real estate not economics and it's like well it's a little of both really yeah because it's important to understand how all these things kind of impact and and uh, you know. Um, we're definitely seeing houses are sitting longer. Yep. We're seeing a lot of price reductions. Thankfully, not so many from us because we're really kind of doing what we can to be ahead of what we're yep. seeing out there. Um, but I think, you know, what you're seeing is there are a lot of agents like yourself that that you've never seen a shift in your market. Thankfully, you know, I know the team that you're on, like Matt's great guy and, and knows his stuff. Like, so you've got the right guidance, but like those folks that don't know, I think they're walking into listing appointments and the seller's going, my neighbor sold for 700. I want to sell for 750. And the agent goes, yeah. great, we can do that. And um, you should probably get a room for the weekend because it's going to be, you know, bananas, crazy yeah. open house. And we're going to be reviewing multiple offers on Monday. And then they do an open house. It's crickets um, or very low traffic. And the offer doesn't come. And then they're like, uh-oh. They don't know what to do, right? Yeah, and I yeah. think that's what we're starting to see is it's just a lack of setting the proper expectations and being a student of what's happening in the market. And yes, it's softening. There's no way. The median sales price in Anne Arundel County is $450,000. Just the principal and interest payment on that at 3.25 versus 6.25 is a $700 difference. Um, yeah. Okay. In the same price range. Same exact price point. So that absolutely impacts buyers' thought process and their feelings about the market. $700 is a lot of money for most families, not to mention that groceries are up 10%. So now you're spending every week an additional, let's call it 15 bucks, but really probably 20 bucks. So you're looking at another $80. So now you're at $780 extra a month. And then gas, gas is up, gosh, I mean, it's almost up 100%, right? So yeah. now you're spending double the money in gas and then it goes on and on and on. Well, all of a sudden now families, I think, are taking a look and they're going, I got to pause and see what's happening. So I think it's really important for us as professionals to help educate them and let them know, like, listen, if you've got to buy, buy and buy in the price range that you can afford and then hope that when the interest rates go down, which we anticipate they will, you can refinance. And over time, you know, the, the, the house will appreciate, you'll be able to sell it. And you can still move up, right? But like, don't give up and throw in the town and keep renting and also go into it eyes wide open. Right. Yep. Yep. I would agree. Yeah. 
So I think that's it, man. Well, listen, John, this has been great. I love talking real estate. We could do this all day long, but I want to be respectful of your time. And uh, I want to say thank you so much. Again, thank you for your service. Uh, thank you for being a great agent in our market and uh, and for giving it your all. And uh, I, I love watching you tracking your, yourself to the, to the greatness that I know you're destined for. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you so much for having me on here. And uh, it was a pleasure, man. And look forward to doing some business soon. Let's, let's do it. All right, brother. All right, man. Thanks, man. We're out.